the Single Mom Blog Podcast, episode 57. This is the Single Mom Success Podcast. Our mission is to help single moms find advice, support, ideas, and hopefully some humor along the way to help them navigate through this crazy single parenting gig and build the most amazing lives for themselves and their children. Please be sure to stop by the singlemomblog.com for more great articles, free downloads, giveaways, and more. Now, let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to today's Single Mom Blog Podcast. Um, you know, I realize I've sort of been going back and forth between Single Mom Success Podcast and Single Mom Blog Podcast. I, eh, whatever. It's, you know where you are. You know what you're listening to. <laughs> it's the Single Mom Something Podcast. It's where I'm at right now. Um, so I hope you're doing wonderfully. Today is, uh, Tuesday when I'm recording this. I didn't get a chance to do it yesterday. I was still taking care of a child who, so my son Gage had his wisdom teeth removed last week on Thursday, uh, and his sister had two of her teeth extracted as well, three actually, uh, but two that had to be surgically extracted because they were her baby teeth and she did not have adult teeth underneath to push them out. And so they were really, really low in her jaw and sort of still attached to like, they're sort of like fused to her jaw. I'm not quite sure how or what, but I do know it's an inherited trait because I had the same thing. I had two baby teeth with no adult teeth underneath. Uh, but me, I just, I kept mine until they, you know, uh, just until they were just not able to sustain themselves anymore. And then they got pulled, <laughs> but it was like way into when I was an adult that I finally had them pulled out. Um, probably would have been better to do what we'd done for her and, you know, had braces put on, but eh, it was just not in the cards for me. I'm okay with it though. I don't think I would have enjoyed braces very much. I know my daughter's not enjoying them. <laughs> For somebody who wanted them. She wanted them so bad. She, I swear, I've never met a child who wants something to be wrong with her more than my daughter. She wanted glasses. She wanted braces. She wants to, you know, if she even mildly twists her ankle, she's like, I wonder if I need crutches. She just wants something. I don't know why. I don't know if, it, how, if she feels it makes her stand out more if she has them. But I kept trying to tell her, I'm like, you don't want braces. You you do not want them. You're she she was like, no, I think I need them. I'm like, okay. And then she got them, and sure enough, she's like, I'm so tired of wearing braces. I'm like I tried to tell you <laughs> that you didn't really want them, but oh, whatever. But so anyway, so she had to have two teeth surgically extracted. We tried to take them out the normal way, and they were so fused to her jaw that she was in significant pain like they tried to pull them out they put as much numbing stuff as they could medically into her face and she still could feel them trying to pull it out and the pressure was just too much she couldn't handle it so uh because they were so low and so attached to her jaw i'm sure there's a technical term for that i have no idea what it is but um so yeah so they had to both be sedated um so we just Last Thursday, took them in, and they both got their teeth taken out. They were both on happy drugs. It was very funny. Um, unfortunately, they wouldn't let me record in the room when they first came out of anesthesia, which sucked because it was hysterical. But I guess HIPAA, HIPAA, they wouldn't. I'm like, but they're my kids. <laughs> I can record them if I want to. It's not a HIPAA violation. <laughs> they're my children. Um 
but apparently you're not allowed to, or at least this doctor didn't allow me to. So, but I did record them when we got into the car. They were still a little bit loopy, but not nearly as funny. Uh, my son Gage, um, he had his wisdom teeth taken out, so he was a little bit more so than my daughter was. But uh, he thought I was, you know, I came out and I was like, hi, and he's like, who are you? He's like, well, who do you think I am? He goes, my aunt. I'm like, no, I'm not your aunt. And he goes, my grandma? I was like, what? What? <laughs> like, you no, I'm not your grandma. And of course, my daughter, who was awake, at this point, she heard that because she was across the hall and she started laughing hysterically. She thought that was the funniest thing she had ever heard him calling me grandma. I was like, I am not your grandmother. I am not even a grandma at all. <laughs> he's like, oh, I said, so who do you think I am? And he's like, my slightly older sister. <laughs> I was like, that's better, I guess. Um, So... And then my daughter, she was funny. She, I walked in and she's like, there's two of you. I was like, oh, you see two of me, huh? And she's like, yeah. I was like, oh, well, that'll go away. You'll be all right. Cause you know, we don't want two of me. And she goes, I do. I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> so but she was funny. She was giggly and very, very funny. Uh, but so because of that, um, I was still dealing with, you know, uh, my daughter went back to school Monday. She was okay. Uh, my son stayed home still from his transitions program for until today. He went back finally. So, <clears throat> so I was a little busy doing that. So I do apologize if this is a day late, but it's out and that's all that really matters. Yay. So today, uh, the podcast is going to be about something that I have had a it's, it's been a process to learn and it's something that I'm still working on and, you know, I think we'll be working on forever, uh, especially as a parent. Um, I think it's just going to, the, the circumstances are just going to change as my kids get older um, and that is picking your battles. As parents especially, I think it's very important that this lesson is one that we learn and practice often. Because there are so many pressures anymore for parents, I think, and it's, and here's the crazy part. I don't think there's more pressures because there's, there's always been pressures. The pressures for parents ha has not changed. I think the, the, the dynamics of it have changed a little bit. So for example, you know, we want to raise children. We want to help keep them safe. We want to try and eliminate bullying. We don't want them to be picked on. Um, and that has been true forever, Right. It's just the circumstances of how they're bullied now is different. It's different because now it's online. Now you have social media, right? So I think it's more prevalent because it's easier. Um, and it's something that you can't get away from. You know, as a kid, when you when I was younger, when I was bullied and I was picked on and, you know, called names and treated poorly, um, when I went home, it was done, right? I didn't have to deal with it anymore. So my home was my escape. And now it's like kids can't even escape from it because it's always there. So I think in that aspect, it does change. But the, the, the point, you know, the, 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 the main circumstance, the thing that we want to do, it's still there. The thing that we deal with as parents. Um, so I think that we as parents, we have so much to deal with and so many things that come over and, and so many ways that we're judged and and there's so many things that we that we take on as parents. Um, we have to learn to pick our battles. Otherwise, you go insane, 
right? You have to be able to stop and go, okay, I can't, I can't, I just can't. This is the day, you know, I don't know about you, but I've had many, many days. And today was one of those days where I just know that I'm not doing it, right? There's a comedian. She's so funny. I think she's actually coming to Colorado. I can't remember her name, but she kind of became famous because she did some Snapchats with that, that weird mouth. So I'm not Snapchat friendly. Um, my, my daughter did it for a while and, um, I signed up for it so that she and I could do it, Snapchat each other, I guess. And then like her stepmom tried to friend me and other, I was like, no, 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 I do not. No, I'm done. So <laughs> my Snapchat days lasted a very, 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 very minimal. Uh, but this one woman did a Snapchat thing and she became fairly famous for it because she, she's got a Southern accent. She's hysterical. She's like, you know, I'm not doing it. Like that's her, that's her kind of line. Um, so there are many times where that's how I'm at, right? Like I'm, I'm at that point. I'm not doing it. I ain't doing it. Right. Today was one of those days. I woke up with a sinus headache. It's that time of year for me in Colorado, the in-between times, right? Spring, when winter is going into spring and when summer's coming into fall, when the weather start changing and the in-between times, I get massive sinus headaches. I wake up with them. I will go to sleep with one and still wake up with it in the morning, right? Like it's not fun. No bueno at all. I do not like it, but it is my life. This is how, you know, it's how it is for me. But, um, so I woke up this morning with a sinus headache and it was just, this is the day where I'm like, I am not getting into the arena with you. I am picking my battles and this is one I am not engaging in. I am, <clears throat> I am not engaging with you today in this, you know, whatever issue you want to bring up, whatever thing you want to be pissy about, whatever thing that you've done. I, I'm not. I'm just not to save my sanity. My brain hurts right now. It is not the day where I'm going to get in this with you. So as parents, we have to figure out when we're going to pick our battles. Uh, as the mom of a child with a dis developmental delay and a disability, um, I do this very often. There are many, many times where I will engage with my son because, you know, for to give you a little brief medical you know, if, if you're not aware, if this is the first episode you're listening to, a um, couple episodes back, I discuss my son has a traumatic brain injury. I discuss how it's affected his life and, and the whole story behind how that happened. Um, but to give you a little tiny brief medical synopsis of my minimal amount of knowledge in this very vast and complex uh, uh, medical <laughs> issue, um, with a frontal brain injury, the there's a word for it. My brain hurts right now, and I I think it's frontal prefrontal cortex, whatever the front part of your brain. There's a medical term for it. I can't think of it because my brain's not working right. Um, because it hurts. Um, it controls things like executive function and um, impulse control and behavior and emotional control, anger management, things like that. All of these things, you know, understanding cause and effect and, and you know, uh, the relationship between if I did something wrong, I get in trouble for it, right? So, in, you know, for my son, he did something wrong and he got in trouble. All he knows is you're yelling at me. I don't, he doesn't connect it to the fact that he did something wrong. 
just you're yelling at me. So you're attacking me and therefore you're the bad person. You're wrong. And you started this fight. You started a fight with me. It, it's not my fault. It's yours, right? That's how his brain works because of his brain injury. He doesn't relate the fact that I'm upset or angry about something because it was something he did. He doesn't connect that. So he has to be told and, and made to come to that connection. It has to be explained to him so that he can connect the two. And it's exhausting. I'm not going to lie. It's exhausting to get into any type of argument with my son because of that fact. Because, and also because when he is angry or upset, his brain, I tell him all the time, your brain is stuck on mad. Your brain is stuck on mad. You want to be mad. I have never met anybody who, like this young man, when he, he's a lot better at it than he used to be because as he's gotten older, his skills have developed, his brain has developed more. So he's able to make those connections a little bit more now than he used to. Um, we still have to do, it still has to be brought to him a lot of times though. Um, but he's better. And he's better at sticking to the one topic at hand. But for the longest time, and he still does it every so often now, but as he, when he was younger, if he was mad about something and you would not engage with him in that argument or you would not fight with him about it, he would change the subject to try and find something that would make you mad so that you would engage with him, right? If his brother would walk by, he would attack his brother. He would call him names or something just to try and get his brother to engage in the fight, even though it had nothing to do with his brother, right? So, um, you know, so he's like that. If you've ever, I don't know, you ever gone out to a bar and there's a guy who's drunk and belligerent, blah, 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 and somebody walks past and like, what are you looking at, four eyes, and trying to get somebody else to fight with him? Like, that's how my son is. That's what he would do. So... <clears throat> and, and again, it's all because of the impulse control and anger management and the, and the brain injury. And he just has a really hard time with that. So it is exhausting to get into these arguments with him because when he's stuck on mad, he won't process. He won't process facts or logic. <laughs> like, <laughs> that just doesn't happen, right? Like, he's just, I'm mad. I'm not going to listen to what you have to say. You can sit there and spit all the logic and, and, and lay out all the facts and, and all of the truth and tell me, you know, he doesn't process it. It doesn't matter to him. Because in his mind, the only thing that he's seeing or dealing with is, you started a fight with me. It doesn't have to do with anything else. You got mad at me and therefore you're responsible for this fight. It's your fault. So my son will try and do that. And these are the battles that I have to pick. I have to, as a mom and as a parent and just as an individual decide, is this something that's worth me getting into that arena with you? Right? Is this battle worth the exhaustion that I'm about to incur <laughs> from it? Sometimes it is. Most times it's not. And it's it's been a process and it's something that I've had to learn because it's really easy. Like, I mean, here's the thing. In, in any argument, it doesn't even have to be with somebody who has a brain injury. Just two people who have no other medical issues. Just, you know, married couples, right? Married couples will get into arguments and do you ever notice like the, the angrier you get, 
the dumber you get, right? The, the angrier you get, the, the higher your ang anger level goes, the lower your IQ goes, right? You will start, it almost becomes like a, a schoolyard I know you are, but what am I? Like, that's the fight level. That's where you be, that's where you go. You sink to that, right? You start insult. It's like personal insults and digging up stuff from the past and, and, and just an, an inability to be mature because you're so angry, right? It's, it's, it almost every argument I've ever seen. That's what happens, right? Because you're so mad, your brain level goes down to that of like a fifth grader, Right. We're like, well, yeah, but you suck. Right. Like that's what happens. And so it's hard to not do that. And especially as a parent, it it's very difficult a lot of times because I also then also have to contend with um, that part of my brain that is telling me, God, you should know this you know, to my son, you should know this. We've discussed this. You should be able to do this. Even though I know he can't, right? That's the first. And then there's that additional piece of frustration, right? Of, I want you to be able to do this. Why can't you do this, right? Um, and it's not his fault that he can't. But it's still there. It's not logical. It's not nice all the time in my brain where I'm like, you know, there's always that piece of me as bad as it sounds that's in the back of my brain that and that just sits there and goes, God, I just really wish you were able to do this. I really wish you were quote unquote normal, right? Because then we wouldn't have to go through this and it sucks and I hate that feeling, but I would be lying if I wouldn't admit that to myself, that part of my humanity. And it is human. You know, I, I can't, <clears throat> I can't imagine a parent who has a child with a disability where they don't at some point, you know, a child who can't walk, right? It would be so much easier if they could, right? You don't like to think that. But yes, it would, would it be easier to get to and from places and in and out of the car and, and, and in and out of locations that aren't accessible, right? All of these things, at some point, if we're going to be radically honest with ourselves, because we are human, we think those things and we don't like it. We don't like that we think those things, but we do, right? And so there's that part too, where I'm like in this battle I have to remember, you know, yes, I am battling with you about this, but I'm also battling myself, right? And so I have to choose. And is this battle worth it? Do I want to climb into the arena with you today on this topic? I don't. Most of the time I don't. But a lot of times I can get coerced in. Like my son, he, anybody who loves us, they know what buttons to push, it sucks, but they do. Strangers, we can let strangers go off on us and we don't care. It doesn't matter. But those who love us, they know us best. And therefore, they know what button they can push that will get us to jump into that ring with them. And so it's hard. It's really, really hard to say, I'm not going to, I'm choosing to not battle you today, right? I'm going to pick this battle or I'm not, right? 
And so there are some times when it's worth it, when I feel that I do need to get into this battle with you because it is important that you learn that, yes, son, you do have to take a shower every day now. You know, you could get away with it when you were a kid, maybe every other day taking a shower because you weren't a teenager with hormones and body odor. But now you have to bathe every day, son. You have to put deodorant on every day. And yes, that is a battle I am going to fight with you every day. Because just for the sake of everybody that's going to come in contact with you, (laughs) yes, I am choosing that battle. And if it causes a fight, then it causes a fight. And believe it or not, yes, something as simple as that can cause a knockdown, drag out, screaming at the top of his lungs argument with my son. But that battle is one that I will fight. Now, I may not always fight it. If it's the weekend, if it's Friday, and I'm like, dude, you need to take a shower. I don't want to take a shower. All right, you know what? Just stay in your hole then. Because I, you know, we're not going anywhere. You want to stink in your room by yourself? Whatever. I'll come down and spray it down with Lysol later. Like, you know, it's not worth that battle for me. Because it's, you know, if you want to be in your room stinky, whatever. Um, so again, it's that battle. Um, is it worth it to me to get into a knockdown drag out battle with my son over whether or not he picked up his socks? No, it's not. I know he didn't pick up his socks somewhere in his brain. He, you know, he forgot. Right. So again, another part of the issue with the child with a brain injury, um, he forgets his short term memory is terrible. It's terrible in in a lot of instances. Um, I'll give you an example. This young man will fight with me for 15 minutes over whether or not he emptied the dishwasher. So I will tell him, you need to go empty the dishwasher. He says, okay. He starts. He gets distracted. He only empties the top rack and leaves the bottom rack. So I have to go back and say, you know, hey, Gage, you forgot you didn't finish the dishwasher. No, I emptied it. No, no, sweetheart. You did. You started, but you didn't finish. I think you got distracted. No, I emptied the dishwasher. I'm like, okay, do you want to come look? He's like, I'll come look, but I don't care. I emptied the dishwasher and I'll literally show him. I'm like, see, baby, you, you emptied the top, but you didn't empty the bottom. He's like, I emptied that literally in the face of the very proof that he did not finish. He will still argue. Because his brain, in his mind, he started the task, therefore he must have finished the task. And I don't care what I'm seeing right in front of me, my brain told me I finished it, so therefore it was finished. I don't care. I don't care what I see, I don't care what you're telling me, I finished it. Right? So, it's those are the battles. Now, is that battle worth fighting? To me, yes. Because I'm doing him a disservice if I let him think that it's okay to start a task and then not finish it and then tell, like, if, if he goes to work and he starts a job and his boss says, okay, you need to take this pallet of cans and stock it on that shelf. And then when you're done, let me know. If he gets distracted and he leaves and forgets to come back, his boss is going to say, hey, you didn't finish. He can't get in his boss's face and say, no, I know I finished. I don't know why it's not full, but I know I finished, right? That's just arguing with reality, right? And I'm not doing him any services to, it's not doing him any good if I don't, 
if I let him think that he can argue against reality, right? The reality in your face right in front of you proof is that you did not finish your task and you need to be able to do that. So for me, as simple as it would be just to go ahead and empty the dishwasher and not jump into the arena with him on that one, that's a battle I will pick. I will choose that battle. Now, Gage, you forgot to pick up your socks. I told you to pick up your socks. I thought I picked them up, but you didn't. I'm willing to pick them up and put them in the laundry, right? That's not worth it to me to, to fight a knockdown drag out battle with him. It's exhausting and it just diminishes me physically. I it, like, I can't even express to you and, and any of you moms out there, if you have a special needs child, a child who's autistic, a child who has a brain injury, a child who has oppositional defiant disorder, whatever, ADD, ADHD, whatever it is, you very likely know this exhaustion that I'm talking about. It, you can't explain it. You cannot explain it. And people who have never experienced it don't really understand. But it's this level of just bone deep emotional exhaustion that you can physically feel. Your brain and your emotions are so wrung out from some interaction with your child that your body is, you feel like you've gone 10 rounds with someone. You feel completely beat up and just done, right? And it's maybe from a 30 minute interaction with your child but it will suck the ever-living life and energy out of you. It's so hard to explain, but it that it's emotionally and physically exhausting. So there are, and it's, and you know, and again, it's not just kid, you know, parents with special needs children, because I'm, I'm sure parents, you know, my, there are many times where I go around with my daughter who has no special needs at all, other than the fact that she's a little tweenager, she exhausts me too, right? So parents know this exhaustion, but with a special needs child, there's, there's almost a, even a different level because it's, it's the knowledge that it's potentially going to always be this way, that you are going to have this battle again, maybe tomorrow, maybe in the next hour right? So it is so hard. And so it becomes very, very important to pick your battles because otherwise you will constantly be battling and there will be nothing of you left. You will be so exhausted. Is it worth a 20 minute fight over whether or not my kid picked up her socks? No. I'll pick them up, but I'll tell her, be like, dude, I just picked up. I'm like, you know, those socks that I told you to pick up like three times. Yeah. I picked them up, right? With my kids' toys, I will tell you this though, just because you pick your battles doesn't mean you can't be like sneaky and subvertive and still win. Even though you're not battling, you can still win. So I'll give an example. I got tired of telling my kids to pick up their crap. I did. I'm like, you know what? So I finally told them, or actually, you know what? I forgot. I didn't even tell them. I just started picking it up and taking it. I just took it, started putting it like in a bin in my room, in my closet. And so then my son was like, where's my DS? Hmm, don't know. Where's the, where's my shoes? I don't know. Where's, where's my phone? I don't know. Huh, 
Weird. Don't know. Right? They would just leave their crab laying around. Like, you know. And so, all of a sudden, they're like, where's my stuff? I don't know. Where'd you leave it last? Well, I think I left it here on the couch. Oh. Didn't I ask you to pick that up? Yeah. Did you pick it up? Well, no. Maybe I picked it up. Well, what'd you do with it? Oh, I kept it. What? Well, if you're not going to pick up your stuff, I'm going to start picking it up and I'm going to keep it. And you're going to have to do something to earn it back. Oh my God. You would have thought I ripped off their arms and beat them with them. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what? I'm like, yeah. If you're not going to pick it up when I ask and you're just going to ignore me, then I'm going to pick it up. I mean, if you're going to make me pick it up anyway, but if I'm going to pick it up, I'm going to keep it. It's going to be mine. I'm going to play your DS. I don't know what game it is. I don't know what level you're on. I may wipe out the entire memory on your memory card because I have no idea what I'm doing. So if you value any of this stuff, if it's important to you, but it is important to me, then how come you leave it laying around? Why do you leave it laying around if it's important to you? Pick it up. Put it where it goes. Put it in your room. Do not make me come after you again and again and again. I will ask you once, maybe a second time, but after that, it's mine, whatever it is. And then when you don't have shoes to wear, can't find any socks, can't find your DS, don't know where your phone is, don't know where your homework went, don't know where your school stuff is, have no idea where your lunchbox went, and you have nothing to eat with when you go to school, then maybe you'll remember that you were told to pick up your stuff and put it away. And that's the battle I chose to fight, right? Not in every single day battle, but this is the battle. The main rule of this house is my battle. This is my arena. You just stepped in it. So now if you want your stuff, you pick it up when you're asked the first time or the second, but you don't get any more after that. After that, it's mine, right? So that's the battle I chose to fight. (laughs) I chose to fight the big battle and win and not all those. So maybe I chose to win the war instead of fighting the battles, (laughs) right? So, but whatever you need to do, to make sure that you're just, it's, I can't, my sanity is too important to me and it's hanging on by a very thin thread as it is, right? So whatever I can do, avoid a battle that doesn't need to be fought, avoid an argument that I choose not to engage in, you know, with my son anymore, because I know he wants to engage because it's so important to him to fight that battle, because the fighting is more important to him than understanding the reasoning. Um, I just look at him and say, you know what? I'm not doing this. I refuse to engage with you in this. I'm going upstairs. When you calm down and you want to have a discussion about it, you can come see me. And nine times out of 10, he'll go downstairs. He'll rant. He'll rave. He'll still say stuff. Like, I mean, and he'll turn it into a personal battle too. Oh, well, you don't love me. You just want me gone. You hate me. You wish I was never born. Your life would be so much easier if I didn't live here. You just can't wait to get rid of me. I know how you think. Like he's like, he's trying to push that button to engage. And, and there are times I admit I'm not perfect where I will he'll say something that's so hurtful or outlandish that it'll pop me in there. And later I, you know, recognize shouldn't have done that. That was not okay. But again, human, we're all human. 
nobody's perfect. We all do things we regret. We all do things that we know we shouldn't do. We engage with people we know we shouldn't engage with, <laughs> right? Um, but so with him, it's, you know, he, nine times out of 10 now, though, he'll do that. He'll rant, he'll rave, and then he'll calm down and he'll come up and he'll say, okay, I'm sorry. Let's talk. And so that's the skill we're working on with him. That's the, the, the whole point of what I'm trying to do is, is for him, you know, I'm trying to uh, embody the behavior that I want him to start, you know, mirroring and, and recognizing I don't need to jump into an argument. I can talk about this instead. Uh, if I feel I can't talk about it, I need to calm down until I can, like that type of behavior, uh, because it's super important for someone with his developmental delays and the, and the you know, the, the impact of his brain injury as he gets older, because, you know, regular people in the world, I tell them all the time, I'm like, you have to understand something, son. You do not have a big flashy sign above your head that says, I have a traumatic brain injury and therefore I don't process information like you do. And I may get angered easily. Like, I don't you know, it, there's nothing. You look like a normal, everyday, average kid. There's no way for anybody to know that you have a struggle, right? So if you don't learn how to do this yourself, other people are not going to do it for you. They're not going to try and de-escalate de a situation because they don't know that they have to, right? Necessarily with you. They don't know that you know, trying to talk with you and engage with you when you're really mad is just going to make you more angry, right? They don't know that about you. So it's very important that you work on these skills. So helping him understand that he needs to pick his battles too is a very important reason why I work on picking my battles. So it's, you know, but you know, as it's, it's a true scenario for any mom, for any person, right? Pick your battle. Is this really worth it to you? Is whether or not somebody puts the toilet paper roll on the right way really worth the battle? Or can you just turn it over, right? It takes you two seconds. It doesn't hurt you. It doesn't really alter your life. It doesn't make things so unbearably awful that you can't function because it's not on there the right way. You know, I get it. Yeah, you may have had to tell him five or six times, but maybe just come to the understanding that it's not as critical to them as it is to you which way the toilet paper rolls. All that's important to me is that there's toilet paper. <laughs> I don't care which way the roll's on the thing. It doesn't matter to me whether it goes over the top or the bottom. I don't care. Just so long as there's some there when I reach for it. <laughs> That's all I care about, right? So again, pick a battle. Is it really worth it? Is it worth your sanity? Is it worth the energy? Is it worth the time that you're going to devote to that? And if so, fine. But know that you chose that battle, right? But I would recommend, if you haven't started doing this in your life, try it. You know, try it. Is this worth the amount of energy I'm about to expend to deal with? Right? I'm about to be upset, or I'm getting upset over something. Is it really worth that emotional energy I'm about to expound <laughs> getting into it? If so, okay. But, you know, I bet you about half of the situations that you find yourself in, probably not. 
half of them might be worth it. The rest of it, you could probably walk away from and it really wouldn't hurt your life any. In fact, it might make it a little better. It might give you a little more peace, you know. It might just, you know, if you can just come to a certain level of acceptance. My husband, my child, my significant other is never going to put the roll of toilet paper on the right way all the time. Because it doesn't matter to them the way it does to me. And it takes me two seconds to fix it. Instead of the 20 minute argument that I'm going to get into if I come out all pissed off about it again. Right? Is it really that big of a deal? Pick your battles. It will save you energy. It will save you time. It will save some sanity. (laughs) So that is today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was helpful. Please, please be sure to uh, check us out on the blog. If you're not, it's thesinglemomblog.com. Please go there. Please leave a comment. Let me know what you thought about this. Do you find yourself picking your battles? Do you have a certain situation where you're like, man... I probably should have walked away from that and never even stepped in the arena on that one, <laughs> right? Have Is there a time in your life where you realize if I pick a different battle or if I just choose not to get into this battle, is it going to make my life simpler? Let me know in the comments below. I can't wait to hear from you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Enjoy the rest of your week. Take care. Thanks for joining me today for the Single Mom Success Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it and that you found it inspirational in some way. Don't forget to visit thesinglemomblog.com for more of our podcasts, articles, downloads, and free giveaways. I hope that you have a fantastic day and never forget that you are amazing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.